This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Hello, and welcome to Flourish with me, Tiffany Boyd. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. I'm a mom to three beautiful boys, a wife, a friend, an entrepreneur, and so many other things. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Flourish. This is one of my favorite episodes, selfishly, uh, because we get to talk to Emily and her stars today, and we get to learn about what to expect and what's in store according to the stars for the next month. Of course, this month we're looking at September. And before we get going, I just have to share a little bit of a story about um might what might be a theme for September and uh the experience that Emily and I had this morning <laughs> trying to connect with Hi Emily I should say hello. Hello before I jump in. <laughs> so great to have you back. So <laughs> Emily Emily and it's I have been, been morning. <laughs> we've been having a morning. We've been trying to connect for about 30 minutes now and I'm on my second computer. Um and I was just sharing with Emily because we connected, but it was just at the very last minute, I was sending through the Zoom link and just none of the technology was working. I'd lost my phone. It had turned out that it had actually fallen out of my pocket in our yard and was being rained on. And we finally connected and then everything froze. So I literally had to switch computers and I'm texting Emily in between or messaging her. And she's like, it's all Neptune. And I was like, okay, great. I can't wait to hear what's going on. And if I can blame a planet, it just feels so much better. <laughs> right. so, Emily, welcome back. Thank you for thank being you. here. Oh, I thank, thank you for having me. It's so great. I thought we would start off before we jump into the energy report um, for September with a quick question, because uh-huh. everybody loved the August astrology. As oh. I was Yes. And I got a lot of questions specifically about what the difference is between Uh a personal astrology reading and how you would look at that to get information around what to expect and how to plan key dates versus a general reading like we're doing here today. And, and what, what are the differences? That's uh, that's a great, great question. So a specific, um, report, if you were to take your own astrology chart, your birth chart, and compare it to and sort of overlay what is happening in the sky right now, those angles and aspects are going to be 
slightly different and that you may have pain points in a different house or a different um, planet may affect you just slightly differently. Whereas a general report is what we're all feeling, right? It's, it's current, it's in the moment, and it is going to feel different for each individual based on your birth chart. So it's important to know that while the collective is feeling this, we're all feeling it in our individual ways due to our birth chart. Yeah, that makes really good sense. And I've only just started to, well, I, to, I use astrology all the time, but I'm starting to learn more about it. And there are several different houses, right? Mm-hmm. In there are 12. Mm-hmm. Houses and each house represents a different aspect of our life. Is that right? That is right. And they're all ruled by a different sign. So the first house generally is ruled by Aries or carries some of the same qualities. And, and so there's some repeating patterns there between the signs and the houses correlating. Okay. Because I often hear reference to I have, I think it's X number of planets in my this house or this sign. Right. Right. Is that where, you know, you might be born, like, for example, I'm born in January and uh, my birth sign is Aquarius, but it's possible that I could have several planets in Virgo. So have a lot of influence of that energy. Correct. Correct. Okay. And that's where it gets a little more complicated just in the, in not only the individuality, but also what defines us and how we change with the seasons because you're going to feel different in Virgo season having planets or things in that house than someone with an empty house would have at the same season. Okay. I love that. I think I'm just, um, I think I just am going to have to keep learning more and more about astrology. The more I learn, the more interested I get. And I was sharing with you before we jumped on, I was listening to your podcast which I'll plug here right now, which is things that make you go woo. It's amazing. I was listening to it this morning on my run and you were talking about uh, the dog days of summer and some of the history of uh, astrology and in particular the, uh, the star Sirius and when it rises in the sky and how the Egyptians were one of the first cultures to start to use the stars to plan when they could expect heat or sun or even behaviors in the general population. And I just found it so fascinating that this has been something that people have used to predict like growing seasons and heat waves and, you know, to plan their life by now for quite some time. And it's so amazing to me how we forgot it. You know, it was taught in major universities in Europe through the 1700s and then sort of fell out of fashion. And, um, for me, it's, it feels like a coming home in a way. It's it, Once I have embraced it and really deep dived into astrology, it's like it all makes sense. All kind of within us. I think we all innately understand it and on, on a level. Yeah. And we can all relate to it personally, which is really cool, but all, like you say, very uniquely. So Today for the energy report, we're going to go ahead and just start off with Emily. And then I've also pulled some cards and I'll share my reflections as well. Emily, what have we got in store this month? What can we expect in September? (laughs) Oh, September, September. I think it's going to be a beautiful month, but it's also going to be, I hesitate to say challenging because I feel like all of 2020. 20 and 2021 have been challenging, but this is going to be in a little bit different way. So 
September moving in right now, we are in Virgo season. And I would imagine many of us in some ways are feeling this energy right now. Virgo's energy essentially is I analyze, I examine, and I implement. But it's this idea of we almost feel like it's time to clean the house and we want to put away summer things and we want to bring out our fall decor and we want to get back to schedules and we want to reset some of our eating habits after maybe the summer has been throwing us off. And it's this idea of kind of getting back to the details, uh, refining our plans and getting back to a more realistic and um, organized approach to our days in a way. Virgo rules um, health and sort of our daily um, functions in a way. It's daily work. And so there, I always like to think of Virgo as like the Marie Kondo of all signs. <laughs> if it doesn't spark joy, they're getting rid of it. <laughs> but there's a, there's a great quality to that. And just like we sort of do that in the spring when we're moving through Pisces and we have this spring cleaning episode, we do it here as well in the fall. And so if you're feeling some of those back to school energies and back to routine energies, that is in fact the Virgo influence. So that will be with us through most of September. Um, we have, we move into, uh, let's see, it's Libra season on, I'm looking here at my calendar because I can't remember the exact day. It would be the 22nd. So it rules most of the first half of the month for sure. Okay. It's funny that you say that because I was, before we jumped on, well, yesterday I was doing a reflection, looking back at August and what you'd anticipated and very much the beginning of the month was about new ideas and sparking creativity. And as we moved through the month, we were starting to transition probably into that Virgo energy with back to school and energy. And where we are, we actually just started school this past week. So we are really just getting into that energy, much as you said, that back to school routine. And I find myself very much settling into um, routines, even around, you know, meal planning and getting organized. And right. I just did a tour through a local store looking for the home edit organization containers. <laughs> oh, that's so Virgo. <laughs> I feel very much like I need to organize my cupboards. And yes. I was reflecting, I'm like, it's time, I think, to just get back into a really great eating habit. So you're saying these things. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Emily, how do you know me so well? <laughs> it's a little scary. Yeah, it's totally. so fun. That's, uh, I, and amazing. it's fun, I think, to be able to embrace that, to say, okay, I'm feeling this for a reason and I'm going to go with it because we're not going to get this energy again for another year. So it's important to really deep dive and sink into those feelings you're having and not brush them off as just uh, being weird this week or something's crazy or it's no big deal. If you really are feeling those calls to head to the container store and get some new boxes, yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to tell my husband when I come home with uh, way too much money in organization containers that it was just destined in the stars. In so. the stars. I'm sorry. Totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Awesome. What else can we look forward to in September? Well, I will say right now at the beginning of the month and even what we've sort of been facing here the last bit of August, um, we've had Neptune and it's 
essentially on the opposite side of the wheel from the Sun, Mars, Venus, and Mercury. So this is our self-expression, our communication, our values, our actions, and our motivations. And Neptune is watery, right? It kind of dilutes everything. It makes us wishy-washy. It makes us feel almost like we're walking or treading through water in our actions. So this is why we've all been feeling off essentially the last i would say the last week and it will probably continue especially through this week as well okay that's so that's, lean into it if your mind feels foggy if you're like you said you can't get technology to work and things just all feel like you're walking through quicksand almost it's okay give yourself a break <laughs> it's not it's not just you that's really helpful to know because you can also with that knowledge, it's helpful. I wish I'd known that earlier today. Um, <laughs> but I think that you can plan things a little differently. Like, you know, to, like you say, embrace it, like step into the fact that you do feel a little off. So how can you do a little bit more self-care or how can you focus on the things like perhaps the organizing where there is going to be the aligned energy right. versus some of the other things that you're trying to do? And it just helps life move a little bit more smoothly than trying to constantly go against the current. Right. And expect, you know, if you can expect the unexpected to pop up, then go with the flow, right? Water is always teaching us to, to release, to relax, go with the flow. But also it's a great time to let your mind wander, to daydream, to get lost in a book, to kind of go to those fantasy places that we don't always allow ourselves to. So it's a great time to work with that too, even if you're in a creative writer or, you know, if you love to draw or you're artistic, these are great times to kind of tap into that Neptune energy as well. It's, I love that. It's really funny. One of the things I shared, I think it was last week actually on my Instagram was this beautiful quote about, if you want to know where your heart is, look where your mind wanders. Oh. The idea of creating space for imagination and creativity. And um, I felt very called towards that last week. So mm -hmm. that's very interesting that that is very much the energy that we're in as well. Yeah. And I think if I can plug that, I don't think as a society, we allow ourselves to daydream in the way that we naturally did as children, because we've been discouraged you know, to get exactly. your head out of the clouds, Focus. pay attention, do the task at hand. <laughs> yeah. Or, Oh, that's ridiculous. That's way yeah. out there. And we deny ourselves that creativity and that joy, and we prevent ourselves from living in alignment through that. And so it's actually something I've been trying to consciously cultivate in myself, but also in my parenting to create space for my kids to do that. And I'm just that. so curious how that might look for them. And it's not that my parents were ill-intended. They just didn't know, but when you know better, you do better. But to, to think if, if I had been told, you know, keep dreaming, dreaming, no dream is too big, go with it. Um, how that might look differently uh, in terms of you get so far away from yourself and then you have to rediscover yourself later versus just being allowed to be in that flow and that creativity. So I, I love that. Um, that's something that Neptune brings out and encourages for us. It does. Time. And we, you know, we've had a lot of energy in Taurus here the last little bit. And I will say for a long time, if you, especially if you look at um, some millennials in some way, the idea was, yes, you can be creative, but then you have to turn it into a job. 
you have to go on Etsy and make a million of them and find happiness there anyway, instead of allowing ourselves the freedom to create simply for the sake of creating. It doesn't have to serve a purpose. It doesn't have to bring us money. It can just exist because we want it to exist. Yes. That's such a good point. And you're so right. There is almost this version of allowing creativity, but it's linked again to very much a specific outcome. And there is a generation of millennials producing a thousand creative things on Etsy, which if that's the driver, it's like, unless it's in total alignment, it is taking away from that flow and that joy and that purpose of creating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I, uh, (laughs) I hadn't really ever thought about that or noticed it, but you're so right. Well, just the freedom. I I know I suffered from it for a long time, the idea that I needed to turn my creativity into my job instead of just simply allowing it to be, to go outside and make a mud pie because that's what I loved when I was six and it doesn't have to serve purpose. (laughs) No, it just, I mean, creating space to be in that energy just allows you to be so much better the rest of the time and so much more of who you are. I agree. I've uh, really been trying to come back to creating space for creativity and art and some of the things that I love to do when I was younger, just for the sake of doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to me that that's very much the energy of the stars right now. It's amazing. All lines up. Well, I was going to talk about sort of kind of what the moons are going to do first. I thought we might cover those um, and then kind of go into some of the bigger dates for people to look out for. But the the new moon in Virgo is coming up first and that is going to be on the 6th. And it's actually going to be a beautiful day. We're going to have a lot of just lovely aspects. The new moon already asks us to dream big and Virgo is all about making plans. So this is a great opportunity to set some intentions for what the full moon will bring in Virgo in six months. So from now through uh, February, is that right? I think so. (laughs) But to really take a look at what is bringing you joy, what you can release, what you um, sort of your your health and your work challenges may be in the directions you want to go. Um, and don't be afraid to sort of fantasize and break out of what the norm is. You don't have to keep it so rigid. Allow yourself to kind of free flow with that. Um, we have a full moon in Pisces on September 20th. And what's interesting about this is Pisces is actually the opposite of Virgo. So kind of watch what comes up. You're going to feel this polarity, right? This pull between um, wanting uh, sort of the daydream and and the irrational, your intuition, so to speak. But your, your rational mind is going to kind of come in and say, well, that's not a fact. That's not a reality. So allow yourself to feel that space in between. So you said, sorry, I got the the new moon in Virgo is on September 6th. Correct. And then the full moon in Pisces on September 20th. Correct. Okay. That's great. I'm excited to share what I pulled with my cards later because I think it very much aligns with this energy that you're sharing around the <laughs> That's beautiful. I I think it's gonna be a really nice month to manifest, but I will say like the big words that popped out to me this month are 
um, pivot to luck, unexpected, um, daydream, allow yourself to step into discomfort, you know, long-term goals, inner work, that's the feeling of this, this month for us. We are going to be facing a lot of things coming up through the media and the news and, you know, sort of what's going on on a global scale. And it's easy to lose our, our balance. And I think a lot of times in these situations, we can feel guilty for going inside and internal to find our stillness again, because it almost feels like we're tuning that out. And I think it's important for us to know as energy workers, especially that we can still be productive and helping in these situations, but we can't do it without taking care of ourselves first. And if we drop too low and into a place of feeling helpless and stuck, that that isn't going to do us any good either. We have to learn how to work together. And if we need to listen to the other side, if we need to take something else into account, but to join each other as a collective is going to be a really strong message this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that self-care, which can very much just be about taking time for yourself without feeling selfish about it. I know there's been a lot of heavy heavy media over the last little while. And like you do say, it's easy to feel like, you know, what can I do? How can I help? And and certainly it is great to help, but if, if helping means that you're, you're depleting yourself to the point that you can't serve yourself or anyone else, that's, that's ultimately not going to help anyone. So I think I really appreciate that message that you're sharing. Cause I know personally for me, it's been a real struggle over the last several weeks knowing how to strike that balance of not wanting to ignore uh, what is happening, but also not ignoring um, my own needs. And um, yeah, that's a hard balance to strike. And I think sometimes we need to hear that it's okay to take time for yourself and tune it out. And you can be of greater service when you're caring for yourself as well. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's a really important message. You're so welcome. It's important too. We have a lot of planets right now ahead of the sign Virgo, actually in the sign of Libra. And Libra is the beautiful scales. It's justice, it's balance, it's harmony. And so we're feeling pulled to that. And it's it's great to understand that even Mercury, we're going to have an extended Mercury retrograde starting at the end of September. And Mercury is actually going to be in the sign of Libra, so in balance and harmony for 10 weeks, which is an incredibly long time. And I think as a collective, we're going to be seeking out ways to communicate with each other in ways that are more balanced and fair. So I'm interested to see what that's going to bring. Um, Mercury usually transits through each sign in about 15 to 30 days. So it's, it's going to be a nice long opportunity, a little bit longer than usual for sure. Wow. And, you know, just picking up on the thread from last week, when we were talking about being, I think it was, I think it was Jupiter was in Aquarius Mm -hmm. last month and then moving back into Pisces this month. And it's actually backwards. It was in Pisces and now we're back into Aquarius. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And back into Aquarius. And then it goes back into Pisces next year. Right. Right. Late December. That's Mm -hmm. right. 
And I remember for me, the reflection from that was very much about looking at who we want to become as a society. And I think that just picking up on this theme of the idea of Mercury being in retrograde, allowing us that time to examine some of these things like the scales of justice and how we communicate and, and sort of getting into the nuance of the details makes really good sense in that narrative <laughs> and that storyline as we do the work through the fall, as then we come back out and through to see where we then emerge. And mm -hmm. so we kind of did the drop in, where do we want to be? The come out, do the right. work, do and the get work. ready. That's and then right. we'll see where we land in late December as we start the new year. That's uh, very interesting. And so and I, we're going to have, I think we have seven planets in retrograde starting when Mer Mercury will make number seven. And so we really are on every level being asked to re-examine, re-evaluate. And part of that too is, so Jupiter within Pisces, when it was transiting Pisces, they're both optimistic, but they almost kind of ran away with each other in some ways. The housing market went crazy. We had, you know, houses being sold for way over what they would appraise for because things just kind of ran away. Um, but you also had the idea of people leaving the city and kind of exiting that. And there's really no boundaries when Jupiter is in Pisces. Mm -hmm. So now we're feeling that pullback, right? We had um, travel opening, we had restaurants opening, masks mandates were disappearing, and now they're coming back. We're being asked again to re-examine our safety, our healthcare, and our willingness to work with one another. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm just going to just jump in and, and ask, what do you feel this means as we uh, experience this COVID journey together? What are the stars saying as we go into September? Well, that's where this idea of, you know, pivoting, um, checking in on your own path, and sort of taking the deep dive into what matters for you. You know, it, it may be inconvenient on a personal level to wear a mask, but at what point are we going to realize that we are part of a collective? We are all connected to each other. And my health, it depends on your health, depends on the next person's. And it, it's, it's hard because there are valid arguments in some ways on both sides, but I also think we need to look at, do we really want to live with COVID forever or can we move forward and sort of make some, some stance to say, no, we can fight this and be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I got chills while you were talking about that because it is such a, a practical demonstration of a, you know, a daily effort that shows that collective mindset relative to that personal interest. And I think really at its core, there are a lot of themes around that in terms of how we approach COVID and the opportunity we have. And it is helpful to think, even if it does feel personally inconvenient to wear a mask or to limit where you're going, um, that you're doing a, a greater service for everybody else. And if we all thought that way, how great it would feel to know that others are thinking about us right. as part of the collective as we're thinking about them. And there are so many, as much as COVID has been a, a tremendous tragedy and challenging 
uh, unprecedented time in world history, there have been so many deep and beautiful messages that it continues to teach us if we choose to listen. And I really did get chills as you were describing that. So um, thank you. You're welcome. I actually gave him back as you were talking to us now. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the key dates that we should look for in September, either to, you know, avoid big decisions or that might be a little bit frenzied or great days to make decisions or big changes? So I will say for the rest of this week in particular, so moving into the first and second, even third, third, fourth and fifth, I'll say that at least the first five days of September are going to feel a little challenging, not only because we've got some pull still from Neptune, we're going to have a feeling of sort of lack of motivation. Um, we're going to feel like our long-term goals maybe need readjusted, or we might feel a little overwhelmed if we don't revisit them in some way. But on the 6th, I will say we have just this amazing, beautiful energy that day. We've got Mars flowing in harmony with Pluto, Venus flowing in harmony with Jupiter, and Saturn flowing in harmony with Uranus. So these are big, heavy hitters all meeting on the same day. So this is a great time for you to feel driven for what you know it might take for you to grow to the next level. Your values are going to align with that growth and abundance. And it's a pos you know, positive day for sort of liberating yourself from an old way of being or doing things. Mm. And on top of that, add in a new moon. So it's, it's a full day for sure. Um, the next, I would say, week after that, like I'm going to, the second week of September, so the 6th through the 11th, Again, once you've had this beautiful day to sort of go within and check on yourself and, and see how you're going to move into the, the next work, you're, you need to sort of deep dive within to yourself and do that inner work, but also be open to adjusting it as it needs to. We need to remain flexible. The middle of the month is sort of dreamy, and that's where I get a lot of this pivot to luck energy which is if you just release even 1% of what you think is 100% true, you may open a door to incredible new possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, another challenging day, I will say, will be around the 22nd. Um, that is actually the first day of uh, Libra season as well. So it's that first energy where we feel all of a sudden the weight of balance especially because those first few degrees are sometimes the strongest. So we can feel a little whiplash between this grounded energy that we're feeling in Virgo now when we move into the air sign of Libra, which wants to suddenly kind of break outside the box and look for harmony and balance. And we may suddenly find ourselves shopping even a little bit more than we have been. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we also at that point are going to have Mercury slowing down. And as it slows down before it starts to go retrograde, it, it almost becomes more powerful because it's stationary in a way in the sky. So keep an eye on that towards around the 24th, 25th, as it retro retrograde fully starts on the 26th. Okay. And yeah, a 10 week retrograde. So 
Well, 10 weeks in the sign of Mercury will spend 10 weeks in the sign of Libra. So it'll be in it. It will have a regular retrograde, but the amount of time Mercury itself is going to spend in Libra is just really extended because it's going back and forth within the same sign instead of dipping in and out of a couple. Because Mercury typically is a fast planet, isn't it? Like it, it is. signs quickly. So this is, this is unique it and is. worth noting. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. So um, we are moving into uh, a month that is going to be both beautiful and challenging, but challenging in a different and not a bad way, but certainly challenging. Uh, As we move into the beginning of the month, we're in Virgo season, and that's really about analyzing, examining, and implementing. And so you gave great examples where we might be looking to getting into routine, cleaning out those, uh, you know, those baking drawers where you're not quite (laughs) sure what's still good and what's not, Um, you know, getting into more of a rhythm and a routine and maintaining our health and all of those sorts of things. And I loved your Marie Kondo reference, because if it doesn't spark joy, let it go. (laughs) And so getting into that and You also talk about the energy of Neptune right now, this past week and moving in probably to the next week, which is just making us feel like we're walking through water. So a little bit harder, um, but just to, to acknowledge that that's the case, but we can sink into it and we can, you know, get dreamy and daydream and take that time to do some introspection and step into our creativity and work with it instead of trying to work against the current. Mm-hmm. Um, as we move into the beginning of September, we've got a new moon in Virgo on September 6th. And September 6th is an all around amazing day, a great time to manifest. There's uh, you know, great opportunity for abundance your values will be in alignment. And it's also an opportunity to set intentions for the period of the next six months until the moon is full in Virgo in February, six months from now. So to set that intention as we move forward and to do that work and lay that groundwork going forward to that full moon in Virgo in February. You also talk about the new or the full moon in Pisces on September 20th. And that is the opposite of Virgo. So it might feel a little bit like a bit of whiplash as we go from one energy to another and to be prepared to pivot, to look and that energy of sort of re-examining and being open to the unexpected, you know, sticking with that discomfort and stepping into it. And it's an opportunity to lay the groundwork for some long-term work. So, you know, change being uncomfortable, but perhaps not a bad thing. And if we can surrender to it, there's great opportunity. You talked about on a global scale, um, the idea of Mercury being in a, in, in the, uh, in retrograde, but also in the sign of Libra for an extended period and Libra being the sign of scales and justice and the opportunity to do work and re-examine, you know, what is not fair, what makes sense for the collective, how we communicate and come together. And also not only looking at the global scale, but ourselves and how we take care of ourselves and how we can lean into it and how we can be of service, but while also balancing who we are and what we need for ourselves. I think those were the highlights Oh, you talk about the middle of the month being a really dreamy period of time. 
where we can look at new possibilities and just stepping inside of ourselves. Right. Grounding down into yourself, I think is going to be important this, this month. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I want to just jump right into the cards that I pulled. Um, I've got to say it's so validating as I hear your messages and I look at the cards that I pulled and the way that I pull cards is actually just to shuffle with my eyes closed and set intention. And I am lucky to have the experience that the cards will just come out of the deck. Like I don't even have to choose them. And so in this case, three flipped over. And that's typically what I get when I'm doing a look for um, a reading for a look ahead for a month ahead or for a specific question. And the first card that I pulled is the star and I pulled from the angel tarot by Jane Wallace, which has been the tarot deck that has just been my favorite for some time now. And I'll just read what it says. It says that the angel of hope brings you hope and healing and a way to realize your dreams. Follow your intuition and you will discover the right path. Opportunities are coming your way. Choose those that will help you express yourself as you are now rather than as you once were. This card comes up in readings to show recovery from stress, new ideas emerging. It's also a spiritual card showing healing work and the need to share your work and gifts with those in needs. And the angel message in this is, let your intuition guide you toward a path of healing and creativity. I'm inspired and fulfilled. And I feel like that is very much the energy of the beginning of this month. Absolutely. That's beautiful. It's about being inspired and creating hope for what's to come and stepping into that. And what's really interesting is that for the middle of the month, the card that I got is Angel of Dreams. You can't make this up. (laughs) You spoke about the middle of the month being dreamy, and that's very much what I got as well. And so this card reads, the Angel of Dreams brings an uncertain dreamlike quality to your life just now. Is what you see an illusion or can you trust it? A situation will become clear in time, but your inner knowing will offer you the answers now if you listen. The angel of dreams also comes up in readings to show a crisis of confidence and self-doubt or realizing a person or situation when you don't have the facts. On a spiritual level, the card invites you to pay attention to your dreams. The angel message of this card is that your intuition will speak to you. Take notice and trust that any changes you make as a result are for your higher good. So again, it couldn't be more consistent with what, (laughs) with what you said. And so very much being in that dream like state and stepping into that discomfort and feeling the challenge and staying with it and leaning into that intuition to own and capitalize on that opportunity for change for your highest good. And the last card I pulled was the queen of cups, which is about sensitivity, love, intuition, and creativity. Uh. (laughs) And so the queen of cups is the queen of hearts. Her world turns on emotion, relationships, and giving. As an individual, she is compassionate, generous, and protective towards you, and often represents the ideal friend, family member, or partner. As a situation, she asks you to express and honor these aspects of yourself. Listen and acknowledge the feelings of others and give time, love, ideas, and support. 
In your projects, look inward, delve into your imagination and soul to problem solve and come up with innovative ideas. And for me, overall, the energy that I got for this month is about surrender and going inside and trusting your intuition. And more than that, trusting who you are in your sensitivity and being open to that vulnerability and allowing yourself to be safe in your sensitivity. And this is very consistent as well with the, the conversation we were having earlier about, you know, being able to lend that sensitive light worker self to the collective, but also protecting it at the same time and finding that balance and learning how you can show up as who you are, even as that sensitive, beautiful light worker that senses the energy and feels the energy and wants to contribute to raising the energy and supporting the energy, but creating space for also doing the same for yourself, because remembering that we are part of the same collective that we're trying to support and right. one in the same and stepping into that, uh, stepping into that surrender and doing that inner work. And like you say, grounding down, going in, trusting your intuition, being comfortable in the discomfort, allowing your mind and your, your heart to wander. So very, very consistent with what the stars are saying. So you've heard it now from two sources. <laughs> you can trust. You can trust. That's what the message we're getting. And I also wanted to share that I'm being called to sort of express ways for people to ground down because we talk about that a lot and it's not necessarily just going out and standing in your grass right yeah. it's the idea of sinking into your daily rituals how important those are to ground you it's organizing and sorting and analyzing what works in your day and what doesn't and sort of doing this in an effort not only to better understand yourself but to better understand others so these are all great ways to be present in your body here. That's really what grounding is about. It's about kind of getting out of the ethereal for a minute and being ever present in this earthbound body. Absolutely. And it's interesting to me because as you were saying that, I find for myself when I ground down and just as you're describing, create routine and structure, it actually creates space for me to safely wander because I'm creating a container and an opportunity for that space to, to both be grounded, but allow myself to dream big at the same time. And I think it's when you have both working together that you really create the magic in your life because one without the other really doesn't work that well. Right. So thank you for sharing that because it is so important. I think that's the whole message for the month right there. <laughs> okay, we summed it up. Oh, so amazing, <laughs> Emily. I love, love, love having you on the show. You are such a gift and um, I love listening to you and all of your insight. And I do want to just plug your podcast one more time, Things That Make You Go Woo. It's available everywhere you listen. So please go check it out. And if people want to work with you or follow you or get in touch, what's the best way, Emily? Really, if you can, um, if you're on Instagram, that's fabulous. It's I'm at Emily and her stars. My website will be launching just a little later this month. So I will be at emilyandherstars.com here shortly. So if you, if you are on Instagram, you can find me over there, hopefully by the end of September for sure. So yeah. 
Amazing. Thank you so much. And Emily will be back again next month, letting us know what to expect for the month of October. Thank you everyone for taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time and spending it here with Emily and I. Have a Thank lovely you everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine.